Moncrief on News Talk. Society has always been obsessed with women's bodies. Not just what they do with those bodies, but what bits should be covered up or not. And whatever skin was visible was invariably linked to a judgement of the woman herself. Didn't matter if she was a genius or a dullard, female body parts were either sexual or offensive or both. And experienced breastfeeding mothers, for example, can still have on a daily basis. Dr Victoria Bateman teaches economics in Cambridge University and her book Naked Feminism, Breaking the Cult of Female Modesty takes a detailed look at these attitudes but in a putting our money where our mouth is sort of way Victoria gives interviews about the book while not wearing any clothes and nakedly she joins us now. Afternoon Victoria. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's a pleasure to have you on the, on the show. You know as an, as an economist you know that old saw about that... that uh, uh, hem lines go up or down depending on the prevailing economic conditions. Is there something to that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'd like to think that history was one long march towards bodily freedom for women. But the reality is that the pendulum of female modesty swings back and forth across the ages and every period of sexual and bodily freedom for women is followed by a puritanical clampdown. So yes, it's not just the length of our skirts that swing up and down, but more generally, society's judgment when it comes to women and what they do with their bodies. Okay, and are there common factors at play in your analysis for what brings on an era of puritanism and then relative liberalism? So lots of researchers would argue that at the root of society's judgment of women's bodies is paternity uncertainty. And so that's the notion that when a woman gives birth to a child, she knows she's the mother, but that the father can always doubt whether he truly is the father of the child. And sociobiologists have long argued that this drives men to jealously guard women's bodies, to prevent what they consider to be their women being being impregnated by other men. Mm. But the problem with that argument is that, you know, across time and place, some societies are much more puritanical when it comes to women's bodies than others. And yet that biological fact is pretty fixed. Now, another popular explanation is religion. Going back to this idea of the Garden of Eden and Eve tempting Adam, you know, within many of the major religions, there is a strand that sees women's bodies as the root of all sin. But actually, when you look in detail at any individual religion, you know, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Islam, you actually find Uh, quite a lot of variety in terms of views of women's bodies. There certainly are some that are quite puritanical, but there are others that are much more liberal. So in a sense, we need to ask, you know, what is it that pushes religion in a more liberal or in less liberal direction? Now, actually, in my book, Naked Feminism, I argue that there are three forces that when we've seen them recur throughout history, have brought these clampdowns on women's bodies. And those three forces are inequality, population pressure, and warfare. So if you look at, say, the Puritanic, the most Puritanical of centuries, the 1600s, if you look at the Victorian era in the 1800s, and if you look at the return of Puritanism today, you see that it is when you have rising inequality, rising population pressure, 
and intense warfare, some combination of those three things that leads society to take a dim view of women's bodily freedom. Yeah. Was there ever a period in history when we didn't have inequality, population pressure and warfare? You have to go back a very long way. But, you know, for the first 30,000 years or more of human history, we were all happily traipsing about naked and (laughs) women were pretty free in terms of what they did with their bodies. There was no real concept of illegitimacy, you know, and every every new birth was to be celebrated rather than to bring judgment to uh, to a woman. So things were pretty liberal early on in human history. But then as we established ownership and then worried about fatherhood and inheritance and as population pressure grew, and that meant that women who were having children outside of society sanctioned channels were seen as affecting food security for others. And again, as population grew and we, you know, we we go to war with one another in, in those fight for resources and food. Then promiscuous women are seen as fraternizing with the enemy. And so, you know, over time, those forces, rising inequality, rising population pressure and warfare have, I'm afraid, brought uh, pretty dangerous consequences for those of us that are judged to be the immodest women of society. But at the same time, whenever inequality has eased, whenever population pressure has eased, and whenever we have had more peaceful times, then society has been much more liberal when it comes to women and their bodies. And you think, or are we in a, a more puritanical age now or heading into one? Yeah, I'm afraid we are. I mean, back 10 years ago, when I first started using my naked body in art and protest, I wondered if there were any Puritans left, you know, to judge my body. But actually, 10 years of using my body has shown that there are these bubbling puritanical forces beneath the surface. You know, we are decades on from the sexual revolution, raunch culture surrounds us. And so it's something that goes under the radar, but those puritanical forces are starting to brew. In Afghanistan, we've seen the Taliban cracking down on women's freedom. In Iran, we've seen recent protests, women desperately fighting for the freedom to uncover their hair, being shot at in the streets. In the US, we've seen growing purity culture, so virginity pledges, chastity balls, and a movement to limit women's access to contraception and abortion. So in many parts of the world right now, there is this puritanical backlash to to what is seen as an era of raunch. And I'm afraid the people that will suffer most from this are women, and not just those of us judged to be immodest, but all women. You think of the policies and practices that come out of this, you know, virginity testing, honour killings, female genital mutilation, revenge porn. These practices are all based on the idea that women need to be divided up into the good girls and the harlots, and that the harlots need to be punished. Could you say, though, that, say, in the Western world, at least, the fact that we're having this conversation now, the fact that, that, you know, things largely would be better than, say, they were in the Victorian era or the 14th century? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of variation. And I wouldn't claim that we were anywhere near as bad as, say, Afghanistan, Iran um, or Egypt. Mm. 
But at the same time, you know, any society in which the word harlot, and I won't use some stronger words, but there are lots of other words I could I could use instead of that word harlot. You know, any society that uses the word harlot as a term of insult to women is one in which underneath the surface, women are still judged on the basis of their bodily modesty, on the degree to which their bodies are seen or touched. And we see it from, you know, teenage years, you know, a schoolgirl going to school in a short skirt and with makeup on her face is likely to be thrown out of the classroom. And then we look at, say, strippers and adult entertainers. We look at how they are treated by society and by the law of our land that sees them as worthless compared to people who do other types of jobs. So I think there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of mistreatment and harm being caused by this legacy that we still have of judging women based on their bodily modesty. Because mm. I suppose a judgments for each individual person who will make a judgment, it, it's informed uh, in large part by their own backgrounds, by their religious beliefs, by their political beliefs. Uh, is it possible to make a generalised statement about culture? Um, naturally, it varies. And actually, I see in the response to my naked protests a whole range of reactions. But I do think there is in a lot of people a tendency to see women's bodies as the problem rather than attitudes. And I think what's interesting is this isn't just restricted to religious zealots and social conservatives, but actually I've seen it within feminism itself, that within the feminist movement, there is a view that women who reveal and monetize their bodies are letting the side down. Mm. You know, that as women, we have to make a choice between our bodies and our brains. And if we're choosing our body, then we are, some argue, causing men to treat women in general with disrespect. And, you know, I think that is a very dangerous view that sees women's bodies as the problem rather than attitudes. And, you know, at the end of the day, a woman's body isn't a threat to anyone. You know, I'm less than five foot tall. I'm tiny. I'm not a threat to anyone. And actually, a woman's breasts, for example, have life-giving powers. They nourish the world. So the idea that our bodies are a threat is, I think, deeply misguided. But, you know, for hundreds of years, our bodies have been seen as a threat. And actually, what is instead a threat are attitudes. It's those who judge women based on their bodily modesty. It is that judgment that is responsible for policies and practices across the world that constrain women's freedom to mix with men in the classroom, their freedom to marry who they like, to travel, to avoid things like virginity test and genital cutting. So mm. it's attitudes that are prob the problem, not yeah. women's bodies. The letting the side down attitude, is that something you've experienced yourself? Because uh, as you were, I mean, obviously you're naked right now, so people yes. can send in their complaints about your naked sounding <laughs> voice. Uh, but but in, in over the last 10 years, have you received that, that kind of reaction oh, from feminists? Absolutely. I mean, let me read out what one feminist wrote to me. Why do you think women are not taken seriously or listened to and thought of as sex objects? Because of silly tarts like you. You're a disgrace to all women. So this is the type of response I receive 
all the time from my fellow feminists. And, you know, you could cry about it, but I'd rather laugh about it. And I'd rather put it out there and confront those who take these views and say, why as a woman should I have to choose between my body and my brain? Isn't it superficial to judge a woman based on the degree of flesh that she has on show? Aren't there better ways of valuing and judging women than on their bodily modesty? You know, I think there is a degree to which modern day feminism has become far too intellectually elitist, far too hypocritical and far too unfair. That We are happy for women to reveal and monetize their brains but not for them to reveal or monetize their bodies. And I think that is extremely hypocritical. And as women, we should be fighting for a world in which we are free to do what we want with our body as well as our brain. Surely we can reach a utopia free of sexism, a world in which women don't have to constrain what they do with their with their bodies. Yeah. In the meantime, though, is there there a danger, Victoria, that by appearing naked, you've already distracted away from your argument because people are just going to go, oh my God, look, she's naked. Now, you like, (laughs) for instance, you tweeted today that you were going to be on the show and so far there's 43, 44 likes, I think. I did have a cursory look through some of them. It was, as far as I could see, it was all men. I looked in some of their uh, profiles. I have a quota of the amount of penises I want to see in the course of a day. I've, <laughs> I've gone over that already. So do you see my point there? That, that, that you know, yeah. it turns into an argument about your nakedness rather than a discussion about the female body. Well, do you know, I think there are a lot of men out there who could do with having a, a change in mindset in terms of the way they judge women. But at the same time, there are a lot of women that could do with that change in mindset as well. And I don't think that by having my body on show that it makes my brain any less powerful (laughs) or what I have to say any less important. Now, Mm. naturally, it is going to shock some people. But if that gets us talking, if that gets us, you know, thinking deeply about how we judge women, then I'm all for it. Victoria, uh, go and put a jumper on now. Thanks very much for uh, talking to us today. That was Dr. Victoria Bateman there, uh, the author of Naked Feminism. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.